Okay. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see. It's that eternal 
find Holding to my heart With you at my side I'm gonna
JM in the AM. Good morning. The great Natanel Hurstick and the Maccabees with Hine Kell. You heard Ruvain Garber with Hine. That's brand new. Keto done by Sandy Shmueli. Words will say, I mean, words we always say, but words will specifically say Thursday when we uh, say Hallel for Rosh Chodesh. Mordechai Shapiro's Kimalachov. I uh, mentioned that Pusuk earlier. It's one of those Psukim that keeps you going. Lishmarcha Becholdrachov. The one above is watching. And we just have to hope and pray that uh, he has uh, mercy on all those who are ill at this point and on all of us. Communicate. That's eighth day. Seems to be one of the things we're doing a lot of these days, <laughs> communicating in unique ways compared to uh, centuries past. Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masach HaShem, and from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Monday and this March 23rd, day 27 in the month of Adar, the year 5780. Tough Shin Pei, 38 degrees, 74% humidity, winds are east at 12 miles per hour. Rain and snow today in this area. High 45, rain early tonight, low 39. Tomorrow mostly sunny, a high temperature going up to 58 degrees. You shall lie right now at 63. We're at 38 in New York City as we say good morning at the JM and the AM. I kept thinking my father's yard site was tomorrow night. I don't know why I kept thinking that. My father's yard site is the uh, 28th of Adar, uh, really Adar 1, but uh, the 28th of Adar. And um, therefore, it's tonight. So uh, feel free to uh, whatever it is that you're doing these days to commemorate to commemorate those who have passed on, since Kaddish is not a possibility at the moment. Um, feel free to keep in mind Harav Zev Ben Rav Yosef Halevi, which uh, we, of course, dedicate this morning show to his memory, Harav Zev Ben Rav Yosef Halevi, on the day that he died, 12 years ago, literally the day he died, minutes before he died, he declared the um, that Chaf Hay, at that time I was celebrating my 25th anniversary, that Chaf Hay, as far as he was concerned, stood, stood for Kvod Hashem, <clears throat> the respect and glory of God, and that that's what we're doing here on a daily basis. So uh, feel free to keep him in mind today as his yard site starts tonight, and we dedicate the broadcast to his memory. Monday morning here at JM in the AM, uh, Rabbi Chaim Hagler is going to join us. One of the uh, most interesting and fascinating aspects of this of this uh, pandemic is what it's done to education and to the system of education, both for Judaic and secular studies. In many ways, we're very lucky that we have a uh, That we have somewhat of a solution to the problem with the um, capabilities these days of uh, teleconferencing and all that stuff. So we'll speak to him coming up about that. Also, uh, Charlie Harari is scheduled to join us. He's always he's always good for a positive word. <laughs> he's always good for some inspiration. 
So we'll seek that from him and no doubt get it in the 8 o'clock hour here at JMNAM. Also, we'll join our friends at the uh, Mizrahi. The World Mizrahi is uh, going to be carrying the uh, <clears throat> the uh, second part, the 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. part of JMNAM on their uh, teleconferencing system <clears throat> for the next few days at least, I would guess. And I thank them, and we will uh, say hi to their audience coming up here at JM and the AM. Shlomo Katz has um, graciously agreed to lead the Hallel service with us this coming Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Many people will be, uh, obviously, for obvious reasons, uh, davening in their homes. Uh, But I'm sure many of you would like to have a a quality Hallel service. So I am going to, um, while I'm going to lead the service at 8 o'clock, Shlomo Katz is going to enhance the service with some beautiful music and what I hope will be a uh, an inspiring day. Or at least an inspiring start of the day for everybody out there uh, on Rosh Chodesh morning. We'll talk more about that as we get closer. Monday morning, I uh, hesitate to say back to school and back to work for obvious reasons, but in some ways, hopefully we are getting back into some type of regular routine. Uh, I want to thank our friends from Art Scroll who have made the uh, the book, The Rebitson, the story of Rebitson Esther Jungreis, her life, her vision, her legacy, available to the public at a 15% discount. If you utilize the code, the promo code radio, utilize the promo code radio. It is a pretty remarkable book, as you heard uh, during the interview here. And um, again, it's the Rebitson, the story of Rebitson Esther Jungreis, her life, her vision, her legacy. 15% off, free shipping. If you use the promo code radio, check it out today. Go to artscroll.com. Again, go to artscroll.com for all the information and for all of the, uh, for all of the, um, What's the word I'm looking for? For all the information and all the, uh, um, I don't know, pages and pages about the book. Um, let's see, where should we go here? Let's go to Yaakov Shweki, Those Were the Days, volume number two. That will be a good one. He has one here uh, called the Freed Medley. He has one called the Freed Medley as a tribute, I guess, to the great Avram Freed. So we'll do that one here at JM and the AM. Yaakov Shweki, here he is at JM and the AM.
Inside, through the heart of a Jew, open up its many doors, and the souls that you'll see there inside is a reflection of yours. For each soul is a part of one whole that joins us. We are all part of one another, and we have always been one. We are one since way back in time, unified at our start. We began. As a nation to live and believe with one heart, you and I, we were all gathered there as one. We said we'll do and hear. We were born to belong together.
Himina nilli, anilli, milli Shanili yats, milli yats, mi mo ani Himina nilli, himina nilli, milli Himina nilli, anilli, milli Shanili yats, milli yats, mi mo ani Himina nilli, himina nilli, milli Himina nilli, anilli, milli Shanili yats, milli yats, mi mo ani Himina nilli, himina nilli, milli J.M. and the A.M. and a minute before 7 o'clock on this Monday morning, 23rd of March, 27th of Adar, and I hope everybody out there is doing uh, is doing well, especially considering the circumstances. Uh, I want to thank World Mizrahi, who have invited us to uh, participate in their World Bait Midrash uh, by being on the air with them through Zoom between uh, 7 
and 9 a.m. Eastern time. I assume indefinitely. We'll take that. Um, during this uh, incredibly interesting period of time that we're in. Shlaimi Gertner with him, Ananili Mili, Lo Yonum, done by Miami Mizrach. Yaakov Shweki had the freed medley off of those were today's volume number two. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN NahumSiegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausages and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. And a special hello to Seth Levitt and his wonderful staff. Uh, Rabbi Goldwasser coming up at 7.30 for some inspiring words. We call it Morning Chizuk. Rabbi Chaim Hagler is scheduled to join us after that. He is the uh, head of school, of course, at Yeshivat Noam. And uh, both uh, Jewish education and secular education has been uh, challenged to do uh, the best job possible under some strange circumstances during the coronavirus situation. We'll speak with him about that coming up. Charlie Harari slated for 8.30 this morning here at JM in the AM. He's always got inspiring words. We'll speak with him coming up here at JM in the AM. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 1 p.m. newscast next. Shalom Rav, Khan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. בתוך חלק השעה הידרדרות במצבם של שני חולי קורונה ברחבי הארץ, מדווח כתבנו לענייני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו. מצבם של שני חולים בשנות ה-70 לחייהם המאושפזים בבתי החולים ברזילי באשקלון ובמאיר בכפר סבא החמיר ומוגדר קשה. ביממה האחרונה נוספו 295 חולי קורונה, חלקם במצב אנוש. נתוני האבטלה ממשיכים לעלות, ביממה האחרונה נוספו עוד 62 אלף דורשי עבודה. כתבתנו ניב יגור מציינת שמתחילת החודש נרשמו בשירות התעסוקה 572 אלף ו-660 בני אדם. יושב ראש ההסתדרות ארנון בר דוד טען אצל אמיר איבגי המדינה לא עומדת בהבטחות כלפינו. המנהיגות הכלכלית שאני לא רואה אותה כרגע חייבת להתעורר כי כרגע כולם רק מדברים. אני לא רואה כסף זורם למשק. סוכמה על חבילה ראשונה שבה יש חמישה מיליארד שקלים על מנת שאפשר יהיה להכניס את המקומות העבודה לתחילת עבודה. החמישה מיליארד כרגע האלה לא נמצאים כרגע על השולחן, הם לא ממומשים. זה דבר שמאוד מטריד אותי כי דברים שכבר סוכמו לא מתקדמים. שר החוץ ישראל כץ מתחייב, נעשה מאמץ להחזיר ארצה את כל המטיילים הישראלים שבחו"ל. הצבתי יעד לפעול להחזרת ישראלים מחו"ל ארצה באינטרס הלאומי של מדינת ישראל, שכולם יהיו כאן. הם ממפים את הדברים, יש לנו מוקד טלפוני בלתי פוסק 24-7, מגיעות פניות רבות, רשות זאת התרופה מנהלת את זה, והמטוסים יוצאים בין מעין רכבת אווירית כדי להביא אותם לכאן. מחאת הדגל השחור, מאות כלי רכב הגיעו לפני זמן קצר לכנסת לקראת ההצבעה המתוכננת על מינוי ועדות לכנסת ובמחאה על סירובו של אדלשטיין להעלות להצבעה בחירת יושב ראש כנסת חדש. ירדן, ממארגני המחאה, אמר לכתבנו יניר קוזין, באנו להילחם על הדמוקרטיה. הגענו לכנסת מעל לאלפיים מפגינים כדי למחות על התהליכים האנטי-דמוקרטיים שעוברים על המדינה שלנו. מגיע לאזרחי המדינה כנסת מתפקדת שתפקח על ניהול המשבר. 
עכשיו זה סופי, שעון הקיץ לא יידחה ויחל כמתוכנן ביום שישי לפנות בוקר. מדווח כתבנו יובל הראל. בעקבות קשיים בהיערכות המערכות הממשלתיות לדחיית שעון הקיץ, הודיע שר הפנים אריה דרעי כי השעון יחל השבוע בלילה שבין חמישי לשישי. כזכור, השר דרעי ביקש לדחות את שעון הקיץ באמצעות תקנות לשעת חירום, זאת על מנת לצמצם את שעות האור ובכך להקטין את מספר התושבים המסתובבים במרחב הציבורי בתקופת משבר הקורונה. ומזג האוויר למחר, עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות בערים ובפנים הארץ, אבל במישור החוף ובשפלה תחול דווקא ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. הרוחות תתחזקנה וייתכן עובך. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
וגם כשיש עננים שמכסים את הכל ולא רואים שום דבר, רק עומדים במקום זה קצת לא נעים איך הכל מסתלק, נעלם ונסתר ואז באים חברים לחזק להרים מביאים משפטים של אנשים חכמים אני עדיין בחושך מחכה כאן לבד יש רק אחד שיודע באמת מה עובר לי בפנים יש רק אחד ששומע אלוקים, אלוקים וכך במשך שנים מתרגלים לחיים ממשיכים כך ללכת עולים ויורדים, מסתובב לאחור, את כל זה עברתי, כל זה עברתי, ואנחנו גדלים, חברים מתרחקים, משפחה ילדים, הקשיים הרגילים, מה שנשאר מכל זה, זו רק ההרגשה ש... J.M. in the A.M. There we go. That's uh, Yoni Z with Rock Echad here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard the um, Higiazman. That's been somewhat of a theme here at J.M. in the A.M., or at least that song by Lipa has uh, been added to our playlist over the last few days, since so many, rightfully so, especially on the cusp of uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, are convinced that uh, Higiazman Hagu'ula with this um, fascinating period of time that we're going through. And yes, uh, we certainly hope that this is, in fact, um, exactly what Lipa sings about, Zman Hagula. Lezamer Nigun was done by uh, Ami Randvir from Aish. We opened up the hour with Bayom Hahu. That's both A.B. Rottenberg and Shlomo Simcha together on Aish volume number three here 
at JM in the AM. Monday morning here in New York City, where Chaim Hagler is going to join us. One of the challenges that um, has been dominating the uh, typical weekday here, and I'm sure everywhere around the world, is uh, keeping school going, both the Judaic studies and secular studies. Uh, some of us have high school and college kids who are taking courses uh, literally all day long in their brand new lecture centers uh, in our living room or dining room. And there are others, of course, uh, like Rabbi Chaim Hagler's students who are in the uh, or in elementary school or uh, even kindergarten, and they're utilizing modern technology to have some type of uh, organized classes as well. Anyway, he'll join us coming up later on here at JM and the AM. Charlie Harari is scheduled to join us. That's coming up as well. I want to remind you that our friends at ArtScroll have the brand new book by Rabbi Pesach Krohn, At the Magid's Seder. At the Magid's Seder. It's brand new. And uh, Rabbi Krohn was here. We did an amazing interview with him just, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. It seems like a million years ago, but I think it was two Thursdays ago. Uh, he was he was actually our last in-studio guest before the studio was completely closed to everybody but me. <laughs> he was the, that's a good trivia question, right? Yeah, he was the last in-studio guest here at JMNAM. Anyway, the book is at the Magid Seder. Check it out. Go to artscroll.com. Again, go to artscroll.com. Enjoy a 15% discount if you use promo code radio. Enjoy a 15% discount if you use a promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com for all the details. Monday morning, JM in the AM. I want to welcome World Mizrahi. We're not only on Zoom. I thought we were on the uh, Zoom connection around the world. But in addition to that, we're also on uh, Facebook Live. We got the whole combination going. So I welcome those of you who are tuned in, and I thank you all for doing so. And um, I want to thank uh, World Mizrahi. I'm hoping that uh, as this experiment continues, more and more of you become regular listeners and understand just how beneficial uh, your day will be, or just how just how much your day will benefit, I should say, from uh, the experience of starting off with JM and the AM. Or if you're in a different time zone, having JM and the AM a part of your day at some significant point, and uh, I'm glad you're out there. Anybody wants to comment on the app, go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. We welcome everybody around the world who's tuned into us right now, uh, no matter what platform and what means you're using to listen in and participate. JM in the AM, brand new Simcha Liner.
J.M. in the A.M. Uh, pure Soul with uh, with Lee Olam. Before that, Yoni Z and Rock Echad here at J.M. in the A.M. Oh, you heard the Simcha Liner in there. Got to get that into the playlist. Simcha Liner had the uh, Shmai Yisrael selection. 
here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up. He'll uh, inspire us with his morning chizuk. And then Rabbi Chaim Hagler, who is one of hundreds, if not thousands, of principals worldwide that have had major challenges, in addition to all the regular major challenges that those who are in charge of our schools have. Um, so we'll speak with him coming up here at JM in the AM. Monday morning broadcast, and uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zecher Nishmas Harav Zebner Bilsevalevi, and Zecher Nishmas Esther Basar Bilsevalevi, and I remind you that tonight is my uh, father's 12th yard site. As I posted on Facebook, the um, the day that he died, which many of you remember, because it was my 25th anniversary celebration at uh, JM in the AM, the day that he died, he classified this program as Chaf Hei 25, Chaf Hei Kvod Hashem, one that sanctifies and respects God's name on a daily basis. And... Um, if anybody out there, as we uh, posted on Facebook, if anybody would like to donate and keep us going in his memory, it is much appreciated. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. And again, his yard site happens tonight. His 12th yard site is on the 28th of Adar. 28th of Adar 1, but obviously in this case, in this year, the 28th of Adar. Uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. In the days of Rabbi Zera, the government issued a decree against the observance of any mitzvah. They also decreed that the Jewish people were not allowed to observe any fast. For instance, a fast that was decreed by the Chachomim in case of a drought. Rabbi Zera instructed the people to promptly accept upon themselves a fast and when the decree would be annulled, they would then observe the fast day. The intention was that in the great merit of a Kabbalah, accepting the fast upon themselves, it would be considered as if they had actually fasted. The people asked Rabbi Zera, How do you know this to be true? Rabbi Zera quoted a pasuk in Daniel. It says in the Malach, the angel said to me, Don't be afraid, Daniel, because from the first day, that you set your heart to understand and to fast before Hashem, your tefillahs were accepted. Daniel had accepted upon himself 21 years of fasting because the king halted the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash. Another example of the power of Kabbalah, making a resolution, is found in the Talmud. We learn in Brachos that Rav Huna had 400 barrels of wine that turned to vinegar. Rabbi Yehuda who was the brother of Rabzala Chasida and other Chachomim, came to see Rav Huna. Others say that it was really Ravada Barahavu who came with the Chachomim. They said, let Rav Huna see what is the reason for his loss, as we are instructed by the Chachomim that in these types of situations, one should inspect his deeds. Rav Huna responded to them, Am I suspect in your eyes? They answered, and is Hashem suspect of punishing without the proper justice? Rav Huna then said, If there is anybody here who heard something or knows something about me that I should correct, let him come forward now and speak. They told Rav Huna, We heard that once the master did not give branches to the sharecropper. The ruling is that when the branches are pruned, the vines are shared equally between the owner and the sharecropper. Rav Huna replied, 
the sharecropper took them all from me. He took more than his share on a previous cutting, and therefore Rav Huna withheld the sharecropper's quota the next time. The Chachamim responded, If you steal from a thief, then you will feel the taste of stealing. Although Rav Huna's point was true, he was nevertheless forbidden to withhold the sharecropper's allotment. Rav Huna immediately said, I accept upon myself to give him the share of all the branches that are remaining. A great miracle then occurred, and the vinegar turned back to wine. Others say that the price of vinegar climbed, and the merchandise was sold at the high price that wine was usually sold for. Such is the power of a Kabbalah, to make a resolution to do a good deed. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. at 25 minutes before 8 o'clock. I thank all of you for tuning in. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. I want to thank those who are joining us both via Zoom and via Facebook Live with our friends from World Mizrahi. We have an amazing partnership with World Mizrahi, and uh, that this situation uh, was able to uh, make that bond even stronger is uh, in- an incredible feeling, and I thank both... Um, Rav Daron Peretz, Rav Tarragon, and everybody who's involved in getting us to their uh, thousands and thousands of followers. And again, I welcome all of you who are tuned in on Facebook Live. Well, Rabbi Chaim Hagler is with us. Anybody who's familiar with this show uh, knows that he's a dear friend for many, many years. He is the head of school at Yeshivat Noam, and he, along with hundreds if not thousands of heads of school and principals around the world, have had to make quite an adjustment very, very quickly. How they did it, I have no idea. It's, uh, I think, pretty impressive, frankly, which watching what's going on in the elementary schools and high schools. I know a lot of colleges, universities have also been making uh, adjustments, but um, as we as we view our community specifically, especially among the younger students, it's remarkable what's going on. He is the head of school at Yeshivat Noam here in New Jersey, Rabbi Chaim Hagler. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's always great to be here. I appreciate that. We know that Yeshivat Noam is at least 18 years old because we were part of the big 18th anniversary celebration. So those of you who are wondering, uh, Yeshivat Noam has been around for a while. In fact, we have had the honor since day one of uh, of following them very, very closely, their amazing growth and their incredible impact on the Jewish community. Well, I mean, no matter how well-prepared you are, Rabbi Hagler, and I know you well, you're a pretty prepared man in general for all situations, no matter how well-prepared you were for this, uh, it still must have been a complete shock when school was essentially uh, canceled and and you and your teachers had to figure out a way to hold formal or as formal as possible classes uh, for an extended period of time. What was that like when it became obvious based on the news of the day that students wouldn't be showing up anymore. Uh, you are correct. It was a complete shock uh, for us, I think, for the for the entire world. And as much as we tried to prepare for it, it was, I, I think, something impossible to comprehend and therefore impossible to fully prepare for. But our, our team really got to work right away and stayed focused on uh, thinking about what's best for children, how can we bring school to them in their living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, um, and, you know, keep some semblance of order in their day um, and give them a structure to their day and keep the learning going. And uh, that's where our team really got to work. I'd say the first few days was 24-7 for our administrators and our teachers right? Um, until we slowly started to get this thing in order. Has it been one week? Did you essentially start this uh, last Monday? 
We did. We were closed the Thursday and Friday beforehand, and we were doing some classes online. We started it literally um, the first day, uh, but we had our full schedule up and running last Monday. By, I think, Tuesday of this past week or maybe Wednesday, we had an entire Shimanon virtual classroom website that was built uh, to house all of the classes that are going on, one stop for parents to click on and wow. to see each child's individual schedule for the day. So, yeah, by Monday this past week, we were fully up and running. Unbelievable. Um, the typical school day, you're greeting students around when, when they arrive at Yeshivat Noam, and they're heading home about what time on a typical school we're, day? You know, depending on the age, between 8 and 8.30, we're greeting students. They're heading home somewhere between 3.30 and 4.30. How long? Typical how long is day. the school day now? Like uh, you'll ask uh, you'll ask the students to log in around when, and basically it all comes to an end around when. Um, they'll start logging in by around eight forty-five, and uh, we'll end around anywhere between three thirty and four. Oh, so it's a full day. This is not. Uh, <laughs> you haven't made sure you haven't uh, made any attempt to, to to shorten the day for everybody. You you want them to experience a full school day. We certainly do. We want to give them that structure throughout the day. We'll build in a few more breaks, a family lunch. It's a little bit longer than our normal lunch period, right. um, a little longer recess period. But um, we're trying to give them that, that structure of a day, which I think children need from around, you know, during those hours. Now, you know what kids are used to when it comes to snow days, vacation, you know, days that out of nowhere all of a sudden become days off. They, they appreciate the free time. Is it really unusual for them in this case that they are, you know, home away from school but yet have to maintain a school schedule? It's definitely unusual. It's unusual for everybody, but I, I give the, the, the children so much credit how quickly they adapted to this um, and how well they've taken to it. And look, you know, and you know this as well as I know that young children are, are, are much more flexible yeah. and adapt much quicker to change than us old folks. <laughs> so for them, they just they just rolled with it and, you know, logged on, and this is their generation. Rabbi Chaim Hagler, um, Yeshiva Noam with us. Um, there has to be, I mean, as you watch all of this develop and as it's all happening, you, you probably have a million different thoughts. One of them was, you know, the, and especially a, a lot of articles were written about this, you know, could this be the future, especially here in the U.S., where technologically, obviously, it's one, you know, we're one of the most advanced countries. And and I, I can't – the more I read about it and the more I think about it, even, you know, I'm taking my age into account, you know, <laughs> uh, I still think that that real classroom experience is so far better, is so different than the and, – and socially certainly – than this online thing that, that this might be a good temporary reprieve, but, but the real goal has got to be to get everybody into the classroom as soon as possible. What do you think? I agree with that 100%. And I'll start from, from where you ended, uh, first and foremost, socially. Um, children need to see each other, need to interact with each other. That's the hardest part for them. Um, and that's why they love the Zoom sessions where they have a chance. And we often will give them some time at the beginning of a Zoom sh session just to, to <laughs> talk with their friends and interact with them. We're building in recess sessions to hang out with their friends and uh, various different types of opportunities for them to have these social interactions unfortunately it's not in person it's through zoom so i think first and foremost you're correct about that but even the learning it needs to be in person it needs to be with a with a teacher who you interact with in a personal 
um, face-to-face type of a manner. Now, you asked me if this is the future of, of education. I, I hope not. I don't think so. I can almost think it will probably be the future of snow days. <laughs> right. That's right. No, no more real days off for the kids, huh? <laughs> That's, that's, that's probably going to be in place. We're, we're all going to be cursing Corona forever, but they really are going to be cursing Corona forever. Uh, this really could. This really. And by the way, it'll make life easier for people like you when you're debating: should I declare a snow day? And you'll say to yourself, you know what? Better safe than sorry. We'll have uh, we'll have studying and, and and learning going on through the computer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, There's some schools, in fact, that snow's a tremendous hazard, and that will help tremendously. Um, Rabbi Chaim Hagler is with us talking about Yeshiva at Noam. I know you said the day is similar. You said 845, 334, 30. I get that. But are the classes shorter? Like a typical class when you're there in person would be how long and how long are the classes online? Well, the, the classes, you know, we're doing two types of, uh, of different things. We have times where we are doing live Zoom classes. We have uh, three things, actually, pre-recorded. Um, classes that we'll put out as well. Um, and then we also have independent work that we'll assign the students to do. We'll usually put that within a certain time slot and Got tell it. them we want them to do it and submit it this time. Right. But it gives a little bit of flexibility if people need some help at home and the timing doesn't work perfect for everybody's home to follow that exact schedule. Um, uh, so the classes are a little bit shorter, um, but we're, they're not all direct Zoom classes, especially with the younger students. It's hard for them to literally click from class to class to class throughout the entire day. Um, so if we can assign them some independent work, some videos, um, that's that's a little better for them. Rabbi Chaim Hagler is with us, Yeshivat Noam. Uh, all right, so what have you heard from parents? You know, you, you um, uh, I'm sure, from your position, you know, laud both your educators and your parents. The parents, it seems, at least based on social media, the parents' reaction worldwide to all this is, my God, I never realized how hard the teachers are working. What are you, what are you hearing from parents who are living through this situation? That's been the exact same reaction I've received, the response I've received from the Shibat Noam parents. Probably the hardest thing for me to do um, is keeping up with uh, thank you emails from parents yeah. um, and, and responding to them. My inbox is flooded with those type of emails, and, and pretty much I have a, a standard response. But the thanks goes to our incredible administrators and our incredibly dedicated and hardworking teachers. Um, the amount of time it, it takes to prepare these lessons is, is just um, a, a huge amount of time. And even if you're, you're seeing a 30-minute lesson that your child's interacting with, it could have taken the teacher two, three hours to prepare that lesson. So they're working incredibly hard. And the teachers are, are adjusting because – you know, you prepare a, you're used to preparing a certain type of lesson for the in-person lecture, so to speak, and now you have to consider that, you know, that those students are not in front of you, and that changes the way you're teaching. It may even change the material you're teaching and how you're presenting it, frankly. That's true, and that's the, that's the live Zoom lessons, the independent right. work. It takes hours to prepare work that you know they can do independently without you in the classroom, the follow-up assignments that they're, that they're assigning. Um, you know that it has to be far more interactive and exciting and hands-on so that they can really um, relate to it. So all of that is is, is tremendous amount of work. Um, and, and the students, I, I can't get over how they're handling this uh, in so many cases. It's really uh, a tremendous tribute, I guess, to them and their parents that they're able to make it through. You have, you have situations, I mean, you're, you're you know, in, in a school that's basically uh, nursery through, even pre-nursery, uh, through eighth grade, you're in situations where you'll have, I assume, three, four, five students of yours who are in the same family. Would that be accurate? Yes, that would. 
And I mean, I know that thank God today, and I'm and I'm really saying it that way, even though some people are obviously not happy with the boom in technology and what it, and what you know and, and and its potential for our families. But I'm going to go to positive route and say thank God. I would guess you haven't heard from too many people who don't have enough devices, right? This time, I mean, at this time, uh, most of the families in our yeshiva league community, let's put it that way. Uh, based on your experience, either have or if they need, the school's able to provide at this point. That is correct. Um, and most of our families are in need of additional devices. Oh, really? And, uh, we've yeah. we've lent out over 250 devices already, Wow. Um, primarily Chromebooks, and um, we've been lending them out the, over the first few days, and I keep a stack here in my house that somebody could uh, stop by. We so have no, a system where I leave it in a safe place for them. They could pick it up in a safe place outside the house. Wow. Um, and they can come and pick up a device to use at home. You need one, two, three devices. Uh, we're happy to lend them out. We have them in the school, and we want them to be used by the students. So I'm wrong. A lot of families do need help with that. I didn't really, you know. I, I get, when you're talking I get, about multiple devices right. functioning at the same time. Right. And I'm used, to do, having, uh, I'm used to having older kids where everyone has their own, you know, independent stuff right. to work with. Right. Wow, but good if you point. have younger children, four or five children in sixth grade and down, right. they, you, you need more devices. Uh, what do you do about uh, math class? Is there such a thing as a chalkboard or a whiteboard that the teacher could actually use? Because obviously, in math, you want to show equations and how things, you know, step by step, how things work. What do teachers do with that? Yeah, the wonderful thing about Zoom is there is a whiteboard function on Zoom. Wow! Um, <laughs> and certainly, you can show anything that you have on your screen. Could you teach me you how to use that on Zoom as well? You could teach me how to use that, maybe. <laughs> um, I could send you three videos we created for our teachers about two weeks ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, instructional videos um, that we created. We also we have, of course, an IT staff where teachers, you know, throughout the years can right. always email our, our help desk for any type of help. We set up a special help desk uh, email for parents, understanding that they're going to have some difficulty navigating this. Sure. So that we have a special IT team on call just to respond to parent emails to help them in their home with their technical needs. Uh, what about labs? Is there such a thing in elementary school as science labs? There are. Um, we're doing some of them on, online. We're doing some of them at home with basic things that students have in their house and uh, allowing them to uh, create and uh, run labs in their home with some of the materials that we, you know, most homes will have. You know what some of the kids need, Rabbi Hagler? They need gym class. <laughs> We've got it. Ah, what do you do? We've got exercise programs that we're doing, challenges, uh, gym challenges that we're doing. We have phys ed classes built into the schedule with our phys ed teacher. We have our art teacher that's in the schedule, our technology teacher that's in the schedule, our, our music teacher um, <laughs> running running programs within the schedule. It's just incredible. So if kids are bouncing around the house and they say it's because the yeshiva noam told them to do so, they're probably telling the truth. <laughs> that is that is that is correct. That is correct. I'll tell you two other amazing things. Sure that we launched that are, that, are, that are probably as impactful as the weekday uh, learning. Um, two weeks ago before Shabbos, we sent out a uh, turn Shabbos into a family Shabbaton. Mm. And we sent out guidelines on how to um, create a beautiful family Shabbaton. Let's look at it as a positive. Yes, we can't go to shul. Yes, we can't get together with our friends, have company over. Right. But we can use Shabbos as a time to focus on our family. And we sent out guidelines on, on how to do that. We sent out a sample schedule on what you to set up a schedule on what your Shabbos should look like, encouraging divrei Torah at all of the meals. And that was last Shabbos. And it actually went viral. Um, you know, I've gotten emails from across the country, even in Israel, 
that people use that model for their Shabbos. This past week, we did week two of it, and we added a theme to it, and the theme was Thank You, Hashem. Wow. Uh, we sent out sources on, um, on Divri Torah for Thank You, Hashem, stories on Thank You, Hashem. We encouraged every Divar Torah at the meal to have a focus about Thank You, Hashem. Um, we gave them um, um, prompt of questions at each meal on how they're thankful to Hashem. Um, and that was the theme of the week of this past Shabbat. You know, uh, um, and, you know, Rabbi Hagler, we're all praying for this thing to end very quickly. Uh, could you tell me how many Shabbatot you've prepared for? <laughs> I, ho- I, hope so, not, I hope not I too many. I think that I'm doing it is I'm taking it one week at a time. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. <laughs> one, one week at a time. I'll tell you one other thing that we did yesterday. We understood that Sunday is going to be an incredibly challenging day for parents, right? right. There's no school. No NCAA. There's no normal recreational sports leagues or art things that you go to. You can't take your children anywhere. So right. we decided as Yeshiva, no, and we have to, you know, give our parents some structure and help them out for a Sunday. So we put together a family color war for wow. parents for yesterday. <laughs> How did it go? They were amazing. There were activities throughout the day. Um, we gave them a theme. We gave them all of that material. Um, and we very much structured it. So by a certain point in each day, we had a special um, email address and um, website um, set up that you can submit your, your, your completion of the activities. There was a song that you had to write based on your theme. You had to video your family singing it and send it in. There was a uh, banner you had to make. Um, there were some creative things, stomp and, um, and uh, a chair throughout the day at Dvar Torah. And then each family sends it in, and we're going to be going throughout the week putting it together and getting it back to the parents with winners declared next week on Sunday. Usually the red team wins, Rabbi Hagler. You know, that's how it works in color war. So. <laughs> I, I thought it was the day camp. <laughs> Usually the day camp wins. That's a good one. I like that very much. Is there such a thing as a school assembly, or there is no program that can handle 700-plus students? Yes, there is. We, we have a Zoom that can handle that. Um, wow. We have every single morning. Uh, morning announcement, and we'd love to get you live on there if we can figure out the timing. Oh, I'd love it. Um, but every morning at 8.45, our uh, elementary school principal and our director of student activities, they run morning announcements um, for the entire elementary school. So you have about 400 students or so um, that log in um, just to hear what's coming up throughout the day. They do some fun, sticky things to make it cute and exciting to launch the day. So we have that ability. Um, we did a in middle school kumzitz. Uh, Mishmar comes it's this past Thursday afternoon um, and had a few hundred of our middle school students logged into that. So we have those abilities. And I'll tell you one incredible thing, and uh, you and I discussed it a little bit throughout the week, was we are also sensitive to the fact that there are boys um, and girls having a bar and bat mitzvah and uh, missing that opportunity, and especially for boys who worked months, if not more than a year, right. preparing their laning and suddenly – gone. They don't have the opportunity to do that. So we hosted a virtual bar mitzvah this past Friday afternoon. Um, and there were hundreds of people that logged into that. Uh, there happened to have been two boys who were going to supposed to schedule to celebrate their bar mitzvah this past uh, Shabbos. And they alternated and they completed the entire laning by alternating a liot. And, um, you know, everybody was able to hear them. There were divrei Torahs, there was singing um, and it was a beautiful um, occasion as well. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. <laughs> a virtual bar mitzvah. Who would have ever thought? Are you getting the, uh, you know, it's funny. There, There is obviously, I mean, you alluded to this more than once in this conversation, or by Chaim Hagler is with us. There's obviously a boredom issue. 
in some cases. You know, one, one of my collegiates, a lot of college lectures going on in my in my apartment, uh, you know, this week. And mm-hmm. and one of them said to me, uh, my my morning course I'm gonna I'm gonna do in the bedroom, the second one in the dining room, and the third one. I just need to change the scenery. And and I'm wondering if you've heard from students who normally cannot stand being woken up at six thirty in the morning by their parents. They dread waiting outside for the school bus. The day already is too long for them when they arri- when they arrive at school. Have you heard from them that they'd like to get back to their regular routine? Um, I haven't heard directly from them, but that's certainly the message that we're getting from them, how much they miss being in school. Primarily, they'll tell us, and I understand that they miss seeing their friends and being with their friends on on a daily basis. But it's interesting, you know, how excited they are because we have that morning announcement that starts at 845. And, you know, sometimes we'll, um, you know, log into the Zoom five, seven, eight minutes early. And as soon as we do, you'll see 30, 40 students (laughs) waiting already for it to begin. Those are the kids that um, always get to the auditorium you know, early. I, I'm, I teach several <laughs> classes throughout the week, and I know I log in, and I'm, I said to my students, I've never seen you this early to class. <laughs> but it's this easy, they're able to do it, huh? <laughs> and, they're, mm-hmm. and they're anxious to get together with their friends, even if, even if it's virtually. Rabbi Hagler, you've given a lot of educators some good ideas in this conversation. I'm sure you don't mind if they contact you uh, to share as much as possible. There are a lot of high schools and elementary schools doing really well through this. I'm sure you're aware that you have some colleagues who are really flourishing at this time. Yeah, I mean, I give credit to all of the schools. Everybody's doing an incredible job. And as you said before, you know, hundreds and hundreds of schools have really risen to the occasion. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm glad to hear that it's not just in Shiba Noam, but you're reporting that it's um, a, a, across the country, at least, that parents uh, recognize and appreciate it. No question about it. The question, of course, is, uh, you know, how long can this last and can everybody hold on? We don't know what the future brings. It's one of the biggest problems with this whole situation as compared to other disasters that we've lived through that we just don't uh, we don't know when the arrow is going to start pointing up, when those school buses will start rolling again and when, uh, you know, people will be able to have a normal day, go to, even maybe with a mask, go to work, but at least, you know, get back to a regular work schedule. I assume... With Pesach coming up, you're all set for this to continue over the next couple of weeks, and then I assume uh, you'll reevaluate everything with your staff once that break is over. Yeah, look, d- definitely. And, you know, it's not like a snow day in this type of a case. It's not a decision that we're making any longer. As right. you know, these are decisions making by t- being made by top government officials. We'll wait to hear what the governor says. Right. Um, and until we have clearance from the governor to return to school, will continue in, in this mode. Yeah, it's funny. I, I pointed out to somebody because we were talking about the Pesach programs, which at one point you know, we thought that some of the Pesach programs would still exist. And I said the Pesach programs essentially, you know, before the government stepped in, uh, essentially was you know individual decisions by the operators to figure out what to do. When it comes to schools, basically, I'm not saying you know 100% because we don't know exactly how each community is going to be at the time, but basically when the government says reopen your schools, reopen them, and if they say keep them closed, you keep them closed. So the decision, as you just indicated, is essentially being made for you at this point. Yeah, that is correct. By the way, crazy question I thought of it this morning. Um, we are for obvious reasons, so much more insulated and so much more worried about our own situation right now. Um, You know, normally, especially in your school, there's so much attention being paid to Israel, a lot of attention being paid to stuff happening outside of New Jersey. Are teachers able to incorporate any of that right now, or is it essentially, you know, get to the core subject and, you know, let's, let's be concerned about ourselves at this point? 
it's been a little bit more difficult, and uh, we, we do actually have several chesed programs that we're encouraging students to participate in wow. as best as they can at home, but it's much more focused in the home and much more focused on, on their neighborhood. Unbelievable. What date is graduation officially? Uh, graduation is um, June 17th, I believe, and um, please God, we'll, we'll all be back by then. Yeah. And... Uh, have our full regular graduation. I mean, that will be uh, that will be an event to remember. That's for sure. I mean, it, kids will obviously remember this for the rest of their lives. And uh, and uh, yeah. so I, I saw someone write on. Uh, I saw. I, I wish I could remember the exact line, but someone wrote on social media how how you know being cooped up in the house for weeks at a time and having to log on to go to school is going to be this generation's equivalent of walking two miles, you know, each way to school uphill, <laughs> you know, that, that, that we in prior generations always told our kids, you know, <laughs> this generation will certainly have uh, something to tell their children and grandchildren. Yeah. Unbelievable. Everyone should uh, be healthy and, and, uh, and make it to that point. And as we pray for Amazing. so many in our community who unfortunately are ill. And by the way, I mean, you're, you're obviously in Bergen County, and there's no doubt that you, just like us here, know of plenty of people, unfortunately, who are who are not well and who need a full refuah shlema. Uh, thank God it does seem, in, in most of the cases, that uh, you know, even when they get into a dire situation, you know, many people are already on the road to recovery, but obviously there are those who head in the other direction, and that's another thing we should keep in mind. And I'm sure your teachers are reminding your your students about that as well, that the, the community is going through not just a difficult situation economically and in terms of schools being closed, but is going through a difficult situation just watching friends and family go through really a, a, really a serious health crises at this point. That is definitely the case, and uh, we certainly include everybody in our tefillot on a daily basis. Yeah, and kolakavod uh, to those who are uh, saying to Hillam with the students, who are uh, encouraging them to say the Mishaberach together. And so many other ways that uh, that people are being kept in mind who are in really dire circumstances. Rabbi Hagler, I uh, thank you for joining us. Continued success. I'll use you as a representative of all the principals and heads of school out there to say thank you because uh, parents now even better understand uh, how tough a job everybody has in the world of education um, and uh, how well a job they're doing in the world of education. So thank you and continued success with this unusual situation. Thank you, Nachum, and I look forward to uh, being on air in studio one day very soon. Yes, please, God, when they open the studio for people other than myself. <laughs> right now, apparently, the full capacity here is one. That's it. <laughs> but hopefully soon it'll be more. Thank you, Rabbi Hagler, and best regards to everybody at Yeshivat Noam. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Plenty more coming up at the bottom of the hour. Charlie Harari is scheduled to join us right here at JM in the AM. Here's Ace from volume number three.
J.M. and the A.M. Lave Echad. We always talk about the collective Jewish heart uh, when we celebrate together, when we're in pain together. And right now the collective Jewish heart is going through a very difficult situation. We are praying for those in our community and around the world who are in uh, compromised health situations because of the coronavirus. We, and I'm sure that everybody in their own space is uh, experiencing the same thing. We continue to hear of uh, friends who are, um, and people we know who are uh, suffering at different stages of the, of the sickness, of the illness. There are people, thank God, who we know who are in ICU that are now recovering. Others, of course, are not so lucky and are not uh, able to recover at all. And uh, those stories continue to, um, to be reported to us from different websites and news agencies. Uh, we pray for everyone's good health, and we ask everyone to uh, to keep all the Holy Yisrael, all of those who are ill in the worldwide community, uh, in mind during our tefillot, and at any point that we are uh, doing something significant to help others in the community. Uh, on the app, this listener says, good morning, I'm in Atlanta trying to teach my class in New York. Another Road in the Adventure of Life. Great interview with Rabbi Hagler. Thank you. This one asks, please say Tehillim for Eliezer Yehuda ben Chaya. Excuse me. Eliezer Yehuda ben Chaya. Uh, please keep them in mind for Rafur Shlema. Um, this listener says, uh, hi from Scranton. My girls do teleconferencing because not everyone has internet to Zoom. They're managing, thank God. It's off to work. I go. My nursing home residents need me. There are people who are in nursing homes, and I've seen so many heartwarming videos of people playing music for them outside their windows, of people speaking to them outside the windows, of relatives uh, arranging a birthday party. They were far apart, and they just went to the lawn for for a couple of minutes just to wish happy birthday to, to the grandmother of the family. So many things going on that are so unusual if you would have seen them three, four weeks ago. Now they're becoming commonplace. Hopefully the chesed uh, continues to be common, and um, we keep in mind those who are in true dire need during this period of time. Monday morning with 38 degrees, some rain and snow in this area with a high of 45. Tonight rain early and a low 39, and tomorrow mostly sunny, a high 58. want to thank uh, World Mizrahi who have made us uh, who have made us part of their daily schedule for their World Beit Midrash. Um. Honestly, I'm flattered. 
And uh, every weekday uh, in the foreseeable future between 7 and 9 a.m. will be on their Zoom system with this broadcast that's also on their Facebook Live. So I invite you to watch what's going on in addition to hearing what's going on. And um, obviously you can comment in any of the locations. The, the most common one that I will see, the most uh, the, the best chance, <laughs> the best chance that I will have to see your comments if you comment on the NSN app. Like listener Terry who says, one bright side to quarantine at home is all day NSN. On while I clean for Pesach and Efrat. Thank you, Terry. Thank you very, very much. Monday morning, it's JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausages in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. I want to thank our friends at Art Scroll. Remember that both the Robertson Jungreis book and Rabbi Krohn's at the Magid Seder book are available now and at a 15% discount if you use promo code radio. Use promo code radio to enjoy a 15% discount on both the Robertson Jungreis book, book by Rabbi Seltzer, and the Rabbi Krohn book for Pesach entitled At the Magid's Seder. Um. What do you do? You go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. Again, use promo code radio. Promo code radio. In fact, I would say every time you go uh, to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. You never know what benefit you'll get from uh, tossing in that promo code. Artscroll.com for details. 17 minutes after 8 o'clock, Charlie Harari is going to join us coming up with words of inspiration at JM in the AM. Stand with you. ever known pain it cuts like a knife through your heart have you ever known shame it makes you hide out in the dark and i want to know why life can be rough we all are enough show me it's possible to never give up never ever give up no never
Gets a little closer every day. May seem a million miles away, but it gets a little closer every day. Thank you. 
Green. Yehuda Green, Monday morning, it's JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the uh, Barchenu done by Mordechai Shapiro, Aryeh Kunstler, and Don't Give Up. Apparently, Aryeh has, has a brand new um, 
unplugged version of uh, Up Like a Lion. I got to listen to that. We all belong. That's eighth day here at JM in the AM. I uh, hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for tuning in. want to welcome those who are part of the World Mizrahi Virtual Beit Midrash. Uh, and I thank uh, Rav Daron and I thank uh, Rabbi Tarragon and everybody responsible for having us as part of that. We are on the Virtual Beit Midrash with the World Mizrahi every morning now from 7 until 9. It's officially on Zoom, but it seems uh, that the majority of people are tuned in through Facebook Live. And if you want to access the Facebook Live video, go to um, uh, go to facebook.com slash Nahum Segal Network. Simple as that, facebook.com slash Nahum Segal Network, and you'll see the video right there. Um, this listener says, thank you for keeping this show going. It's a chizuk for Klal Yisrael. My uncle, 58 years old, is in a life-threatening situation due to COVID-19. Please, Davin, and do mitzvos with Shmuel ben Rachel Leah in mind. Shmuel ben Rachel Leah in mind. I mentioned that tonight is my father's 12th yard site. He, um, on the day that he passed away, the 25th anniversary of me being at JM in the AM, he said publicly through these airwaves, how 25 to him meant Chaf uh, Hei, Kvod Hashem. Um, for those of you who knew him, he was somebody who was not anxious to just give compliments or to exaggerate. He felt it had to be earned and deserved. And that is how he described this show and this network. If you'd like to uh, donate to keep us going, in his memory, Harav Zev and Rav Alevi, Harav Zev and Rav Alevi, please go to our foundation site, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and we thank you very, very much. Tonight is his yard site, and obviously, um, I shouldn't say obviously, because there might be a legal possibility of someone saying Kaddish tonight, which I won't get into this moment. Uh, but that will likely be it. I don't think anybody will be saying Kaddish uh, tomorrow for him. So uh, we have made as a family a commitment to do what we can over the uh, 24 hours that begin tonight, the 28th of Adar, and I hope that anybody out there who knew him or appreciates what he had to say about us uh, will also participate in some way, either financially or through saying Tehillim, doing mitzvahs, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, we thank you, Harav Zev, Ben Rabil Yosef Halevi. Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Wow, we haven't checked in with Charlie Harari this often in quite a while. He was he was with us last week. Charlie's going to start getting a reputation that the, the more disastrous the situation, the more the more we want to speak to him. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. <laughs> It's an honor to be back. I hope you call me for the good stuff too. I hope I get a. We had a good laugh. Could... We had a good laugh, which is important these days, right? Exactly right. It exactly is. I was. You can. I was thinking of you yesterday because after our conversation last week, um, despite all the things you'd have to do, and believe you me, you're involved in a lot of important things both during the week and the weekend. You would have found time, in my opinion. You would have found time for the round of uh, 32 at some point over the weekend. Am I right about that? For sure. <laughs> for we, sure. We spoke about the NCAAs and everything else being canceled in this country, and everyone's making that adjustment. Anything different than a week ago? A week ago, we uh, we spoke, and uh, obviously, uh, you know how to inspire us, and you know what to say in terms of the hope for the future. 
uh, as each day ticks off and as we continue to uh, be hunkered down both physically and mentally, has anything changed or would you amend anything you said last week to us here at JM and the AM? Uh, I would, you, you definitely want to amend because what you want to be doing is always trying to reinvent. You know, one of the hard aspects of long periods of time is that in the beginning you are swept away by the novelty of it. Right. And so some of the things that feel normal and natural are really just because they feel novel. And you're home now and you take it, you know, people take it, uh, um, they start realizing that the, the benefits of being home and all the good things, and it's scary. And there's a lot of that, those mixed emotions, but they're still, still very novel. So that first time the family's together and the dinner that takes place and whatever goes on in the beginning of something is swept by the emotions of it being new. And then as things go on, those emotions start to fade, and really the challenge becomes maintaining novelty, maintaining freshness with things that feel regular. This is sort of like Judaism 101. Like how do you go to shul on day you know, 5,000 or day 2,000 and still work so that your chakras feels like it felt when you were putting on your tefillin as a bar mitzvah boy? Right. That's this idea of schadshus. And it's critical now because now is the moment where if you wake up in the morning and it, there's no active move towards finding the joy in the day, finding uh, the gratitude for what we have, being mechazic each other, it won't come naturally as much. You know, I um, it's funny. I find different aspects being strengthened when it comes to both Shabbos you know, in this situation and family life in general during the week in this situation, I find other aspects much more difficult in terms of, um, uh, in terms of, you know, staying fresh, let's say. Um, one of the things I do find, and I wonder if other people are experiencing this, um, I don't think I have said Psuke de Zimra on a Shabbos morning with as much intensity as I have said the last couple of weeks. Now, I don't want you to think it's because of the situation. In other words, I mean, believe me, I know how dire the situation is, and there's plenty to pray for. But I don't think it's that that's causing it. I think just the fact that the time is available and that I literally get to stare at the sitter and actually look at the translation, just that has become a you know, really positive innovation from this whole thing. Yeah, there's so much, and, and, and this, it's because of who you are, and this is, this is why it's so critical. Meaning when you, when you have somebody that's running and doing and going, and then deep down, they want to be connecting even slower, right? Well, life, life, life sweeps you away. And because as a human being, your, your desires of a connection with Kodesh Baruch Hu, you're doing this for a living and trying to mechazek people. When you have that time, the true, the true you comes out. And that's what we're seeing now. And this is, a, this is a really big deal. We have the opportunity to bring out the true us. We don't have as much pulling at us. Now, for some people, it's just as busy. I mean, in some ways, my days are busier now because in the old days, you had to, like, actually go somewhere. Right. But, <laughs> you know, but the, we're, we're, if there's, we, there's where you are is when you get there. And today, sometimes you don't have to go anywhere, so everything is, can you do it 10 minutes later? And then for every 10 minutes, there's something going on. Yeah. And but But still, but even with that, 
You have pockets of time that you never had before. You can wake up on a schedule. You could you can do things differently, and then as a result, you can bring out true nature of who you are. You know, and, and you're seeing this with people. Charlie Harari is with us. You know, and I welcome those of you with World Mizrahi and those of you watching and listening on on the now the millions of platforms that we're on. Um, you know, it's interesting, and, and you're somebody who could relate to this. Uh, you, you're very careful because your schedule is normally so packed, you know, to cho- and you travel a lot, so you have to choose, you know, carefully what your nighttime schedule is, for instance. You know, what, what simplas you're going to, what travel schedule you're going to be on, you know, stay overnight, you know, for work in different places, et cetera, et cetera. And we, you and I have discussed this, you know, because obviously you're, you're one who cares as a parent to be home as often as possible, and very often you'll have weeks where it's just not doable, where, you know, Monday through Thursday is just, you know, there's another event every night or you're speaking somewhere, et cetera, makes it very, very hard. And now what do you find that even, you know, and, and by the way, to their credit, there are other pe- there are people, uh, you know, who, who will go to the Beit Midrash or their shul at night to study Torah, et cetera, et cetera, you know. And now everyone, no matter what they're doing, whether they're working or whether they're studying Torah, whatever the case, they find themselves home. They find themselves in the evening at, at home with their children, and that is it. it and and it, it is such a unique experience for those of us who are used to full calendars and not being able to get home on certain nights before eleven o'clock or midnight when everyone's already sleeping. It it is it is so different, and there's plenty there to take advantage of. Agreed. Absolutely, and and this is the this is the moment to take advantage of it. With, with God's help, with God's help, Hashem will take us and protect us. And I, I, I'm sure of it. I'm sure that, and we're all sure of it. At some point, we're going to start coming out again. And I am positive, positive, that when, when we all come out with, with good health and with good things, the economy should hold up, and we should, we should be able to come out with Mashiach. When we come out, I am sure we're going to look back and go, wait, I had su- how much <laughs> time did I have at home? And I didn't take advantage of that. I didn't spend more time with the kids. I wasn't calmer. I wasn't happier. There's no question to me that what we're going through is this incredible opportunity to be home. And we've been crying for it for so long. We've been talking about it for so long, about just being home and just being home and being home. I wish I were more home more. There's no question. That's that's exactly right. And this happens in life all the time. This is one of the greatest mistakes in life, is that whatever you're in, you're waiting for the next stage, Right. Right. When they're in elementary school, the kids want to be in high school. When they're in high school, they want to be out in Israel. When they're in Israel, they want to be out post-Israel. When they're single, we want to be married. When you're married, you want to have kids. When you're in kids, when the kids get older. Everybody is always standing where they are and looking over the next hill and saying, man, when it, we go over that hill, that's going to be great. Right? Then when you get older, you look, turn to you after you look back. Remember when we were younger? That's when we were happy. Right? Then you look backwards. This is the same thing. These are the moments uh, where we're going to sit right now, and if our mentality is let's make this moment amazing, let's make today great, let's figure out how to take where I'm in and my family and my world and make it memorable, because if we don't and we keep on looking out the window for the days when, 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 oh, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, we're not living in Zehayoma Hashem. So we can, we can't have Nagila Vinismahabo. And we're gonna look back at it and go, Man, it was difficult, it was challenging. 
but there was sweetness to these days. Why didn't I take better advantage of it? Yeah, we'll definitely look back with uh, tremendous happiness uh, once this is over at these days. But right now, there are challenges. Charlie Harari is with us. JM in the AM. By the way, Shabbos was just two days ago, Charlie. I'm saying that because people have trouble remembering what was when at, at this point. Oh, was it really Shabbos just two days ago? Um, <laughs> just Shabbos, one long day right now. And I noticed that, you know, uh, we're sitting at Shabbos meals now, knowing that we could get up a little later Shabbos morning, obviously, because, you know, the Shabbos morning routine is different. Knowing that we, um, uh, that we, um, uh, uh, can can spend more time at Shabbos lunch because nobody has anyone to run to. No Shabbos parties, no shiurim, no uh, no friends to get together with. Nobody at the table's in a rush, and it sort of gives us an opportunity to just sit around, sing zmiros, and and you know, and share some conversation for a longer period of time. It got me thinking, by the way, and I believe me, I pray that you know God does what is necessary to get us back to normal immediately. Believe me, I, I pray for that okay. every second. But it got, okay. it got me thinking, you know, how different the Pesach Seder could be this year, not just in terms of who's at the table, which obviously is going to be very different for a lot of families. But, you know, very often, you know, people want to make sure to end the Seder at a reasonable time because a lot of people go to Hashkama Minya next morning. A lot of people go to regular Minya next morning. They got to be in shul. You know, you don't want to oversleep, the whole thing. Now, you know, it's sort of like families might decide, you know what? Let's just keep on going. Two, three in the morning. We'll get a reasonable amount of sleep. We'll be davening at home in the morning, etc. And I said, I wonder if you know that that time pressure might actually be alleviated from the Seder this year. Probably the only time in our lifetime. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you one more. Um, I know that we're on the uh, World Mizrahi Organization, and uh, it's a great organization. I have, and I have the list tonight to be speaking for them. Nice. One of the people that are involved there is a woman named Sivan Rachav Meir. Sure, she's on tomorrow. And, please go. Oh, great. She's wonderful. And I was on a conference call with her recently, and she made an aura about this Seder, like you just mentioned, that really struck me. She said that maybe for the first time ever, this Seder is going to be each family on its own. You know, we, we, used, we used to relying on the community. We used to relying on uh, whether you go to shul, you hear his drush or the rabbi speaks. Everyone's used to relying on the, the community together, so to speak, telling the story. Right. So even 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 a seder, the uncles come over, the grandparents come over. So for the first time, each family is going to have their own seder, and each family is going to be alone, and each family is going to have to deliver the mesora to each other. Maybe since the first ever seder in Egypt before we left. <laughs> that so is so true. The, before we left, God's like, go home, close the door, and that's it. Like since Mitzrayim. The Jews have never been told, go to your house, close the door, and don't come out until I tell you to. Until now. It's shocking. But to your point, it's going to be a very different theater. It's going to be very different in everything. But that's, that's the game that we're in right now. This is the exercise. This is not a fire drill. This is real. Hashem is telling us, I need you to be able to find simcha, and bitachon in the circumstance in which I am putting you. You can't get distracted in the larger world anymore. You got to calm it down. You got to slow it down, and you got to really dig deep. And that's what he's asking of us. And you know, if you think about it, why is this any less holier than going to shul? If Hashem wants us home. 
then that's exactly where we need to be, and that's the people that we need to become through being at home. Were you satisfied with your Shabbat morning prayers this past Shabbat? Oh, it was very different. It was, you know, I am a very big, you know, fan of Ish Kodesh where I daven. We have a very wonderful routine, and the rabbi is phenomenal. We've got a sheer afterwards, and the, the routine of Shabbos morning. And also, you know what I've learned through this period of time is that start to appreciate the small things. Mm. You know, like I missed that, like that when the you know the when the guys come to shul in the morning, and like everyone's stumbling in the morning, and then when you come out, and the the lobby's packed, and <laughs> you miss the small things. Yeah. You know, like you know, it's funny the, you the say this. Bo- <laughs> it's funny you say this. We had a kiddish in my house. Because tonight's my father's yard sites. We had a kiddish in my house Shabbos morning, and and everyone at the kiddish, everyone at the kiddish, you know, the few people that are in the apartment, everyone at the kiddish is repeating the lines that you typically hear in our shul during the kiddish. So imagine, you know, we're all having a good laugh and we're all having a good time. Imagine appreciating the little things. I'm missing. I miss yeah. my fellow congregants, Charlie. I miss my fellow yeah. congregants. Yeah, there's, you miss, like, the crew. You miss the joking, the bantering, the, you know, like, the Sevrashaf. You know, a friend of mine called me, um, and he said to me, it must be hard for you. And I said, why is it harder for me than it is for you? He goes, because I live in the city. I don't have any friends. He goes, you, you and your 500 best friends can't hang out anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, he came to the wedding. He's like, who are all these people? I'm like, well, I'm his. He's and he's got, like, my wedding had 50 people. Why do you have 500 people? He's got a I'm point. Like, That's how we roll. That's how our community operates. We're one family. It's not the same. He's got a point there, Charlie. <laughs> He's got a point. You may be at over. Yes. Five, you may be at over five hundred. I don't mean Facebook friends. <laughs> um, so it, is this? Yeah, is, is this? We we know one of the things you've done is uh, written a book. Is there a uh, book in store because of this? Because of this new schedule that you're on? Maybe I think it's easier to write books, believe it or not, on the road than it is to write books in your house. Wow, that's what I've learned. Interesting. I've learned that. Um, so you'll yeah, you, so, so much, you'll so you'll so you'll wait until your schedule gets back to normal. <laughs> exactly. I'll wait until I miss my family in a hotel room at night, <laughs> right. or or in, or then, in the Delta at, Sky at, Club, in order to be able to then you'll get, have then you'll get coherent a, sentences. Yeah, then you'll get a chapter or two done, and <laughs> and you'll remember this conversation. Nahum actually thought I could write in my house. How, how highly does he think of me? He thought I could get this done while being holed up at at home. <laughs> Yesterday we had I was able I was able to be part of the Torah um, Torah Anytime did a beautiful conference yesterday uh, right. uh, a live stream. So when we, now you can't go anywhere, so you got to find a part in your house. I go into my office, but even my office, my office isn't like you know <laughs> off limits to some of my children. There's no limits to some kids in your house. Like there's no like room that daddy can sit in quietly. So I had my wife, God bless her. She sat in front of my office oh guard. My she sat guard like with a chair <laughs> just for the 30 minutes to make sure that like all the kids were like, okay, can, can daddy get 30 minutes? Or Hashem still. So, someone may try to unionize her now, Charlie. You know, it's New York. <laughs> it's New York after all, you know. Exactly. Don't take advantage of the security guards. <laughs> uh, the roles that we're all now playing. How different, right? How different some of those roles that we are all now playing. It's really amazing. And, uh, uh, and look, we'll give, I mean, everyone else is doing this, so it may sound like I'm just repeating, but it uh, can't be said enough. There are healthcare workers, both in our community and outside oh, yeah. our community, who are doing unbelievable work. I, I can't even imagine some of the scenes that are being described in terms of what's yeah. happening in New York hospitals at this point. 
Uh, so call it Kavod to them yeah. and our own. Yeah. I mean, we know we know plenty of people who are dedicated year round uh, to yeah. the to the act of Hatzalah, the act of saving lives yeah. and helping people in difficult health situations. We can only imagine to what point they've been stretched now. So we uh, yeah. we certainly thank them and acknowledge them. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting? I find that I find that now we're in like a reverse world. You know, whereas we would be watching sports and thinking like those guys are heroes. Um, when they're they're good, they're nice, and we love sports, but like they're just playing a game. Right. And now we actually are watching real heroes. Right. You know, the, the doctors and the nurses and the Hatsala guys and and everyone out there who's out there every morning and and don't have these experiences. They're not stuck in their houses all day. They're actually out every day. Even the people that are driving delivery trucks and grocery stores and they're real heroes. And like we're watching, we're sitting home and watching. Actual heroes. A friend of mine said to me. March. A friend of mine said to me the other day, and he was being totally serious, even though it sounded, as you'll hear by the topic, that he may have been joking. That we are, because so many people are home now, we are we are now the cause of so much more trash. You have to give a special thank you to the people who come around just collecting it because they have about double the load they usually have. And I said, well, yeah. I mean, I never, I never even thought about the impact yeah. that makes on people who really service us on a daily basis. Yeah, this is this is a time where you have to really start to be grateful for things. You know, I was talking about someone's recently reached out to me and said that uh, we were talking through the chizik, and he, and he mentioned something. I said this yesterday. He said, you know, just by getting up in the morning, there are more miracles that take place in your body than what's going on right now. Like, really, these are the moments where we have to like slow down and start seeing people that have have for years been worthy of of our gratitude but we've sort of looked over them like you said the guys collecting you know i I, the sanitation workers when that truck comes by the house and i hear it i i get like a a relief Mm -hmm. like because it's it's amazing how much of society we have totally taken for granted and now in these moments um if we don't start to pay more attention to and start to start to be more grateful for it's really it, it's this is part of our avoda to daven for them to hope for their benefit and and to be thankful for them no question about it and uh, as you just expressed if we are uh, if we are generous and grateful and and demonstrate that to others we we pray that god will behave the same way toward us with generosity and great uh, uh, mercy and great chesed yeah. and as we know that's very often the way this world works so let's oh, yeah. hope, let's hope in fact that he responds in that way. Charlie, I thank you. Uh hang in there. Hang in there, Charlie. Hang in yeah. there until uh, I'm kidding around, of course. I'm sure you're hanging in fine. Uh but uh but I do hope that the thousands and thousands of families around the world in fact can hang in there and just keep on going yeah. in terms yeah. of their growth with their family during this uh, very unusual time. Uh I thank you. And uh, you said you're with World Mizrahi later today, right? Yeah. Tonight, 8 o'clock. All right, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie Harari. Thank you so much, Nachum. It's an honor. Your show should continue to inspire many, many, many more, and your your father should have an Elias Neshama from the Nachas that you give him every every day of your life. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Charlie Harari, everybody. Really amazing. Words of inspiration here at JM and AM. Monday morning broadcast. We're five minutes away from... Uh, we are five minutes away from... Wrapping up our broadcast and getting to a Mayor Weingarten and the Israel show. It's all coming up.
if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. J.M. in the A.M. Under normal circumstances, today, Monday, since tonight is my father's yard site, the uh, prayer of Kel Mole Rachamim would be said, and this is uh, actually the final opportunity to say a Kel Mole before the month of Nisan, a month where we do not say a Kel Mole. Today would be... I mean, I don't want to say final opportunity because obviously there are people who visit cemeteries tomorrow, et cetera, under normal circumstances that would then go ahead and do it. It's not Rosh Chodesh yet until Wednesday night. Uh, the mole, and this is one of the things we learned through this experience, some of us knew before, uh, the mole can be said privately. You do not require a minion for it. And um, obviously there is no minion that any of our family is at this morning where a mole can be recited, and there was no minyan, there was no minyan this past Shabbos Mincha either where the mole could have been recited. Which, again, traditionally is what we do, but one can say it privately. So what I'm asking everybody, and again, because I'm allowed to say this privately, I thought it would enhance my father's memory, whose yard site is tonight, if at least the members of this audience who are listening would answer amen to the mole. And maybe that would be in place of the different things that go on during the art site starting tonight that uh, that we normally would do that we can't do right now. So I ask you to please answer Amen, and I thank you for um, all the messages I've been getting through Facebook and through the app about my father and uh, and his comments about this show. El Malay Rachamim Shochein Bamromim Hamitseminuchan Nechana Al Kanfei Ashchina Abamalos Kedoshim Torim Kizor Harakia Mazirim. Es nishmas avimori harav zev ben Rabbi Yosef Halevi shalach olamo b'avur she taints the kavat haskaras nishmaso began eden to him nuchos olochein balarachamim yastria v'seis sarganavav yolamim bitor bitor achaimus nishmaso adonai unachalaso v'anuach b'shalom mishkavo v'namar amen. And I thank you to those who uh, answered amen and helped us remember him today. Uh, the art site is tomorrow, and um, it starts tonight. If you'd keep him in mind, that would be wonderful. Harav Zev and Rav Yosef Halevi. Achenu Bisrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Monday JM in the AM. Coming up, the one and only Mayor Weingarten. 
Uh, he has a live edition of the Israel Show. He'll talk about quarantine and corona in Israel. He'll talk about the government's leadership. He'll talk about some incredible stories from Israel. He'll speak about insights from some of Israel's leading rabbis, and he'll look at the word quarantine. Plus, lots of music in the weekly mix. Tune in now and stay tuned in. Uh, Mayor Weingarten is next live here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Um, yeah, it's 3 p.m. It says here 4 p.m. Israel time. Israel's still on uh, daylight uh, time and standard time, so it's 3 p.m. in Israel. NahumSiegel.com or the NSN app. And, of course, go to Facebook, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.